Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. There are things that go bump in the night, and we are the ones who bump back. Somewhere in the cosmos, perhaps, intelligent life may be watching these lights of ours, aware of what they mean. Or do our lights wander a lifeless cosmos? I couldn't help but one point in my discussions with General Secretary Gorbachev. I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held. If suddenly there was a threat to this world, from another planet outside in the universe. Well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us, we can bring about that realization. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of Cryptique. Joining us tonight is the man who's just spawning Pokemon left and right. Ryan, how are you doing? I feel like a pony. Well, I don't have a pony to give you. I'm sorry. Well, I'm a little horse. Oh, makes sense. My dad jokes are are coming back. You you sound good, though. You sound normal. So, we, uh, as you guys know, are located in St. Louis. You want to give us a quick shout out to the loading bar but yeah the loading bar in edwardsville is located at 157 and governor's parkway near one of the entrances to siue the address is 6185 bennett drive because i think at the moment we have 68 different varieties of beer 20 on draft and the rest in bottles and cans and we're we're willing to change we're also starting to get wine we have a mixed drink list now. It's all like custom cocktails that are kind of themed, you know, around pop culture and things like that. We're starting to do movie showings, starting with Tron Legacy on June 1st, which is going to be free. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, and we're going to start doing trivia starting June 23rd. We're hoping to do that weekly. We have seven vintage arcade games. We have two more modern ones we have an internet connected darts game which i didn't even know was a thing and we've got a golden tea and we've got a bunch more stuff on the way but it well it sounds unique i mean you guys need to go check that out hit it up you never know you might find your new favorite place to hang out yeah it's a unique experience so go check it out and also check out exploring evil and movie house but that's enough of the business. What are we talking about tonight? Tonight we are talking about Pokemon Go. And what if Pokemon Go was being used for massive spying operations? Now that is a conspiracy theory. But yeah. we're going to tell you why it would be so easy for this to happen. Um, so we've, we're going to go over an article written by Chris Smith on July 12, 2016. Pokemon Go has a lot more access to your Google account than you might want, but this is apparently a bug that's going to be ironed out in a future update. But what if Pokemon Go or any mobile game that becomes viral overnight was hacked by an intelligence agency to conduct massive surveillance operations on unsuspecting citizens? It might all sound like crazy conspiracy theories, but let's think about it. You're trusting a bunch of companies with data, including your location and access to your camera, so you can play a game. The game does need access to location data for you to be able to hunt Pikachu and all his friends. It also needs access to the camera, so it can show the Pokemon on your screen and let you experience augmented reality in a fun way. Tell us about augmented reality real quick. Augmented reality is essentially overlaying some digital world or component of a digital world over the real world. Mm -hmm. So that would be holding up your phone and you can see, you know, your backyard through your viewfinder. But the augmented reality part of that would be, you know, Pokemon popping up over by your swing set or over by your pool 
mm-hmm. or whatever else. And also, like if you if you have these uh, apps or or whatever where you can say, oh, I I like this couch. I might buy this couch, but I want to see what it looks like in my house. You can like insert that you know image of that couch in a picture of your living room or whatever. So it's got a lot of uh, cool applications. Right, right. Yeah, it's being used in manufacturing to be able to kind of test fit parts or get ideas for sizing, things like that. And it's different than VR because in VR, virtual reality, everything is from the computer. Mm-hmm. Everything is being created. Whereas the, the primary difference is augmented reality. It's the real world, but with you know a digital overlay or a digital component added. Cool. So, but all this data being collected is enough that an intelligence agency, if they were able to tap into the service of the company running the game, would be able to dig up a lot of data about its users. How's that? True. Gawker did an exploration about the implications of viral mobile games and the impact they may have on your privacy. Gawker points out that Pokemon Go's terms of service do include wording that sounds very troubling. Quote, we may disclose any information about you or your authorized child that is in our possession or control to government or law enforcement officials or private parties, end quote. Gawker also established a link between Pokemon Go and the intelligence community. Pokemon Go is created by Niantic, which was founded by John Hankey, the same person who helped found Keyhole. That company was acquired by Google in 2004, and was responsible for the technology that preceded projects like Google Earth. But Keyhole was also funded by a government-controlled venture capital firm that may be linked to intelligence operations. That's the CIA's venture capital arm, InQtel, as Wikipedia describes it. The report also indicates that the data Pokemon Go collects can be easily used to find out where you are, where you've been, who you're hanging out with, and where you might be heading next. One Reddit user also figured out one clever way of using a camera. Enter Pokemon Go, where if you're an intel agency and you want photos of the inside of a home or business, you just spawn desirable Pokemon or related objects there and let totally unaware and distracted citizens take the photos for you with the devices they paid for and those citizens pay for the experience, the person wrote. He continued, imagine all these photos going back to some database, with the augmented Pokemon removed, obviously. All these photos are probably GPS tagged, as well as having the phone's internal gyro embed XYZ orientation of the camera angle in the phone. These photos could be put together much like Google Street View. Then again, this is just a conspiracy theory. Pokemon Go is just a game and should be treated accordingly. Not to mention that it's likely some of the smarter players out there will study the app precisely to discover issues like these and report any troubling findings. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, just think if uh, now you would have to kind of have some foresight into what you're wanting to accomplish you know like it say if um, there's a hostage situation in you know we'll just we'll just go with the headlines today uh, say there's a situation in a school right they might be able to get uh, schematics and things like that. Uh, you know, blueprints and things like that from the uh, school district. But what if they had a view, an actual 360 degree view of what is inside the school? Just like Mm -hmm. you can go on Google Street Maps and pull into somebody's driveway basically and see their, you know, the front of their house. You can look from above and see their backyard and so on and so forth. Well, there's a lot of positive things that could come from you know knowing what the inside of a building specifically looks like as opposed to just looking at blueprints or something Uh, but then there's also a privacy issue i mean i don't want the government to know exactly what it looks like inside my house it's just a a privacy thing for me i don't have anything to hide or anything like that but i just I don't it feels invasive but how brilliant would it be to just say eh, I want to because you know I, I think a lot of average adults out there that 
you know, maybe don't know a whole lot about Pokemon like me assume that, oh, it's just a kid's game and, you know, we'll spawn a Pokemon on the playground over here and, you know, kids will come and want to play or, you know, something like that. But there's a lot of adults that play Pokemon. You know, they grew up playing Pokemon and this is a fun thing for them. Uh, But how brilliant is it if you could just tap into that and just build a map of the insides of houses and buildings, just like you can look at uh, Google and you can see the street view, you know, the satellite view, that sort of thing. If you could see the insides of the houses too, you could map literally everything by a certain, at a certain point, you could literally have videos or, or at least photos of the insides of houses and buildings around the world. Yeah. I mean, in for AR to work properly, the app you're using needs to have some idea of the scale of the space you're in, like mm-hmm. depth and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I know with a lot of phones, like I think every iPhone now has like some kind of depth mapping thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's how the measurement app works. And I know a lot of Android phones have had stuff like that for a long time. So it's possible that they could even inadvertently, if the app were manipulated in some way or collecting this data sort of by accident, you know, it has to figure out, okay, this room appears to be so many feet deep. This ceiling by that measure is so tall. That means this Pokemon should appear to be this big in this area. Right. Right. And if that data is recorded somewhere, they could even potentially get an idea of like the interior measurements of a space or Mm -hmm. sizes of, you know, if it was a business or something like that, you know, sizes of equipment or things that are in the room. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of data that a phone can pick up. Yeah. You know, they can pick up temperature, like barometric pressure, noise levels, all sorts of things. And possibly things that we don't even know are in our phones. I mean, not necessarily that it's being hidden from us intentionally, but I mean, I think everybody's probably had a moment where they're playing with their phone and they open something and they're like, oh, well, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You know, so just features that, you know, the average Joe doesn't even know that their phone has. Mm -hmm. So... That could be, you know, anything, I guess any information can be used for good or evil. Information itself isn't inherently good or bad. It's how it's used. Right. And, you know, the Pokemon, that's a cool game. That's a great idea. I mean, that sounds cool. Uh, obviously, the, uh, you know, like I was mentioning, putting a couch in your living room is very helpful. But, I mean... I'm not worried about it because I have no money. But what if, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody that, you know, may be, you know, CEO of a company or something like that, then they find out exactly what it looks like in your house because your kids are playing Pokemon Go. That gives them the advantage when they storm their house. And, you know, maybe they know where your safe's at. Uh, they know the layout of the inside of the house, stuff like that. So, yeah. It's all in how you use it. But we're not the only ones that see that this could be a conspiracy or that it could be used for evil because there's a lot of places that have banned Pokemon Go. And they're not all your usual suspects. Obviously, you know, you would think Saudi Arabia would be like, nope, you guys aren't allowed to have fun. So -hmm. it's banned. Yeah, one of the things that inspired us to talk about this was my previous job for for a military contractor. And we had had problems with people coming on to the property playing Pokemon Go. There were mm-hmm. Pokemon spawning on the campus and the guard shacks and, you know, barbed wire fences and things like that were not enough to keep people out. People kept trying to find ways to sneak in or they'd they'd come into the lobby like there is a you know public parking lot and a public facing lobby and there'd be people walking in there so the receptionists are you know what are are you here to meet with somebody you know are you supposed to be in one of these conference rooms and they're just you know playing with their phones playing pokemon go right yeah i'm looking for charizard have you seen him 
Right, and you were saying, well, maybe this is part of this conspiracy, which is is a, would be brilliant, honestly. It's like um, it reminds me a little bit of that show, Person of Interest. Did you ever watch that? I did. Yeah, I used to really like that show. Yeah, and it's so for those of you out here who don't know about it, the main character, well, one of the main characters, Finch, is a like basically like a software engineer built a bunch of stuff but one of the things that he was talking about was social media mm-hmm. and he was saying that the government had a problem of trying to collect data from people like people resist having their data collected and he mm-hmm. said so what they did was create social media so that people would just give it up themselves mm-hmm. he was saying like everything the government could have ever dreamed of collecting about you you now just report yourself through right. Facebook or whatever else mm-hmm. and it's like with this it would be kind of the same thing it's like okay we want pictures of this space like how do we do that? You know, make it a game. Get people to take the pictures for you. And it's not necessarily that... I don't think our government is at this point with the average citizen saying, I need to know what the inside of this person's house looks like. But there are other entities out there with an unbelievable amount of resources that could be looking for this and they could tap into servers that could get this information too, right uh, hackers and and things like that i mean basically if you had enough money you could figure out a contact with like the hacking group anonymous and you give them enough money they tap into it you get the you know the schematics of what this person's house looks like and you know maybe you're using it to abduct a a politician's you know daughter or something like that so mm. it all all depends on you know what you're using this technology for but the more information that's available the the more serious the threat could be or obviously the more information you have about what you're trying to do is going to help you in any case and that certainly goes for uh, anybody with nefarious intentions or or whatever. Yeah, and I can totally imagine this being, you know, not built for this purpose. Mm-hmm. But a government person, like I, I've even had this before, where I I don't remember, you know, like oh, I took a picture of this sign or this person's business card, but I don't remember when it was or what their name was. But I can go into the map mm-hmm. in my phone's photo gallery and just like look at where approximately I was. Mm-hmm and find those pictures because they're all geotagged. You can do that on your computer too. And I imagine maybe there was like some higher up in the government who did that, you know, like, Oh, there was a picture that I took on this vacation. Let me just look at my map thing, you know, the places thing on my iPhone or whatever else. And then they're like, man, what if you could just do this with like a national archive of photos, Mm -hmm. you know? And then they thought, okay, well, what do we have? That's like that. It's like, well, Pokemon goes like that. Pokemon Go's cameras running all the time, GPS data all the time, you know, all that metadata is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like a giant Apple Photos app for the government that has all the, has your places and like, oh, you want to look at Jay's house? Okay, well, here are, you know, 100 photos tagged within 10 feet of this location or whatever. Yeah. Because your kids maybe played it in the house or something like that. Like, I don't know that they would be actively doing anything with it. I think there are like two uh, ways of looking at it, which would be one is like there's a potential that if this data is stored, that it could be accessed that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody in the government requested that data, like, hey, has anybody ever used this app and taken pictures in this area? Niantic might turn that over. Mm-hmm. The other, which I think is a scarier thing, is basically what what we were talking about with this article that they could be using the app to specifically target places like we need pictures of this business campus mm-hmm. let's spawn a charizard there or whatever else and you know people will just naturally go and start taking pictures and we can also see what the security response is there too mm-hmm. when people start yeah, wandering in innocently playing a game we can see like how they're treated you know and maybe we can get in there if we just pretend that we're playing a game 
Yeah, well, we know they've got <clears throat> a minute and 15 seconds before a guard got out there to respond. Mm -hmm. There's something going on here. Something evil. Do you love true crime? Can't get enough? You need to check out Exploring Evil, the true crime podcast that covers lesser-known and international serial killers, bizarre murders, and murders with a paranormal twist. Did you know there was a serial killer who only killed murderers and pedophiles? The real-life Dexter is covered in a recent episode of Exploring Evil. You can find Exploring Evil on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, my name is Ryan. And I'm pretty sure I'm Joe. And we are the hosts of Movie Hell, a podcast all about movies and pop culture. We're two buddies who talk about this stuff anyway and wanted to share our own madness with all of you. Yeah, we have these discussions anyway and rant and rave about movies, TV, and pop culture in general, so why not share it? The objective of Movie Hell is to bring you reviews and discussions of flops to avoid, new stuff to see, and hidden gems that might end up being your new favorite. Whether you're looking for that perfect movie for Friday night or wondering if anybody else found Mr. Nobody as unsettling as you did, I'm sure there's something for everyone to enjoy, and if not, let us know and we can always learn and improve. Ah, boy, do we have room to improve. You can listen to Movie How on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and pretty much anywhere else fine podcasts are curated. Well, let's talk about 15 famous places that have banned Pokemon Go around the world. Anyway, so they're not all conspiracy theory places, right? Like uh, the first one that he mentions is the Arlington National Cemetery. Now, there's most likely no need for uh, the government to figure out what it looks like in Arlington National Cemetery. It's obviously banned there because it's absolutely disrespectful to play a game, you know, in a in a cemetery anywhere. But, you know, I guess the Arlington National Cemetery would be kind of the crown jewel of being a dick in a cemetery and mm -hmm. playing uh, Pokemon Go. Like, yeah. dude, this guy fucking died in Vietnam for your freedom to play Pokemon Go and you're going to spawn a Pikachu on his gravesite, not acceptable. Right. Uh, so the next one would be the Holocaust Memorial Museum. Same thing. You don't play a game in a place like that, right? Uh, number 13 is Iran. Unsurprisingly, there have been full countries issuing a full-blown ban of Pokemon Go. Iran specifically decided it was a good idea to ban the game due to the security issues that could come with the GPS information that would be sent out to other countries and people. The main concern that people have with Pokemon Go is the fact that it does tap into your location settings and a lot of people feel that it's a breach of their personal information. You know, Iran doesn't want any information leaking out. So of course they would ban Pokemon Go. And, you know, there could be religious reasons there, too. But, you know, we're just focusing on the security aspect of it. All right. Number 12, military property. This one should be obvious, but of course it's not. Uh, number 11, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is no stranger to Pokemon Go as has been the theme for a lot of places. They've been reported as banning Pokemon Go for religious reasons. On top of that, they've also banned it under the reason that it promotes gambling, which is forbidden. So I don't, I, I don't know a whole lot about Pokemon Go, but I, I guess that there's, uh, if you have battles, you can place wagers on it. It could just be a, you know, a way to you know, tell people like, oh, it's gambling, it's bad. And then the, you know, religious communities like, oh, yeah, it's bad. I'm not going to look into it. The U.S. back in the day, like the prohibition kind of era, banned mm -hmm. things like pinball because hmm. they thought it was 
you know, could encourage gambling or whatever. Because you could gamble over, like, anything. I mean, there's even, like, prop bets and things like that where it's like, oh, how many times is Tom Brady going to do this thing? You know, how many times will he take a swig from a water bottle in a, in a you yeah. know you can bet on anything it's yeah. become a massive industry and yeah i don't know i have a lot of thoughts on gambling but yeah you can gamble over just about anything so i'm not super surprised but it does kind of feel like an excuse mm-hmm. yeah more than a like a legit like a, a reason where it's like we have seen a pattern of behavior that's a problem here it's more like let's just let's just get rid of it altogether before it possibly becomes a problem. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Darwin Police Station, number 10. Darwin in Australia, obviously. The land down under. On my bucket list to visit, uh, as long as I don't run into any snakes or spiders. Um, Anyway, so this goes along with the same points that have been made with the military property and the like. They don't want people knowing what it looks like inside their police station because people would be able to kind of devise ways to escape uh, if they're familiar with it or you know i mean we have to look at the fact that there's people out there that may want to break somebody out of prison or may want to come in and commit some crimes whether it be you know stealing stuff out of the uh, evidence locker or anything like that so you know i don't i don't really blame them but number nine is very interesting. Do you want to tell us about number nine? Sure. France. Just France. Just France. Although France was late to the party in regards to having Pokemon Go released, there have still been people speaking out about why they don't think Pokemon Go should be allowed in parts of their country. According to the mayor of Brussels, Brussels. probably the Brussels, probably the wrong way to pronounce that, but that's nothing new for us. Right. He has requested the ban be applied to Pokemon Go in that village due to it creating a distraction for pedestrians and the like. And the like. <laughs> Which would be, what, other pedestrians? Yeah, I, that's, it's an Bicyclist, odd way to Bicyclists, I don't know. Maybe people Let's get on their in. bicycle and do play. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, people have been speaking out about this all over the world. Only a few people have been taking it seriously and attempting to contact Niantic to full-on ban the game from being accessed in their countries. Now, I can see this safety thing because mm-hmm. I've had jobs at places that, um, you know, had it wasn't specifically about Pokemon Go, but, like, they had issues with people. I mean, grown people. You know, I'm talking 40, 50 being mm-hmm. on their phone and like falling downstairs. Yeah. Uh, at one point I was working for a place out in Seattle, you know, and I had traveled out there and they were, they had these notices out, you know, stop using your phone while you're walking through the parking lot. Cause they'd had like two or three people get not, I wouldn't, cl- I wouldn't describe it as being hit by a car exactly, but like thumped by a car. Yeah. Cause like the people walking or playing with their phone, the people in their cars are playing with their phones. Yeah. So they're just bumping into each other in this place, you know, shared a parking lot with like a Microsoft facility. It was like an office park. There was a bunch of, you know, different businesses Uh there. And it was like, yep, people are just wandering around and falling downstairs and doing all this stuff because they're just staring at their phones all the time. So I have a question. Pokemon Go all right, I don't know a whole lot about it. You know, we talk about just spawning a Pokemon wherever. So say Ryan has a Pokemon Go game installed, right? And say you've got 15 Pokemon. Can you say, "Mm, I'm willing to give up this Pokemon. I'm going to spawn Charizard in the parking lot. Can you do that? Or is it something that's done by... Niantic or by the powers that be with yeah, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, a Pokemon appearing somewhere mm-hmm. is kind of random chance. Okay. But it also seems to be a product of like tracking where people using those apps are. Okay. Because like the reason why, you know, companies like, my, like Microsoft and Boeing and, and like that have had issues with Pokemon appearing on their campuses is presumably that there are so many people there. Mm -hmm. 
Like the Pokemon will spawn where there are people. Okay. Right? So if there's a campus that has 5,000 people at it and maybe 500 of them have the app installed, mm-hmm. it probably makes it more likely like, okay, the people who play this game are here. Let's start spawning Pokemon here. And then sure. it kind of causes a problem of attracting people to go to these places. So that's something to argue against the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not somebody purposely spawning stuff there. It's stuff spawning there because there are people there. Like, it's the opposite. It's not we're trying to get people to go there, so we're putting Pokemon there. It's there are already people here. Okay. So we'll have them be here. Does that make sense? Oh, it does, yeah. But but it could be used the other way. Yeah, you can, like, uh, for the bar, I requested that Niantic put a Pokemon gym Mm-hmm. at our location I don't totally understand it because I have never played that game for more than a couple minutes mm-hmm. but one of our regulars plays it a lot and he mentioned it he was like hey if you go to their site you can request like a, a Pokestop or a gym or whatever be put at your place so I put All in right. some paperwork for that that I've never gotten anything back on but yeah you can request you know some you know something to be placed at a specific location Mm-hmm. that will have some interaction with that app. Gotcha. So it can go both ways, for sure. The next one is another common sense one. It is the Hiroshima Atomic Bomb Memorial. This, like the National Cemeteries or anything else, is a place where it would be incredibly disrespectful to play a game like this. It would just be poor taste to play it there, so it makes sense to ban something like that, to not have people wandering in and out trying to play this, having Pokemon spawn in places that are, you know, insensitive. So just banning it from that area entirely is probably the right call. The next, number seven, is Belgium. Even though it's not being considered as a permanent ban, the entire country of Belgium has been banned from playing Pokemon Go for a few days before. Recently, Niantic has been announcing that they are going to start throwing out bans to people who are cheating playing Pokemon Go, And somehow, by targeting an IP address through a phone carrier, the entire country of Belgium has been banned altogether. Not much is known about the permanent repercussions that this might bring from Niantic. Even if it doesn't end up being a permanent ban, things like this still do happen, and that's what's causing people to get paranoid about this type of thing taking the country by storm. So number six on our list is Egypt. Not quite in the same vein as some of the other famous places Pokemon Go has been banned, Egypt has decided that due to religious reasons, it would not like to allow Pokemon Go to be accessible. According to the Islamic institution, Pokemon Go is deemed as un-Islamic, therefore pushing the ban towards the mobile app. At the same time, Egypt shares the opinion of other countries where there are people speaking out about how dangerous the game can be. For the most part, it's kind of countries that are either... Uh, using religious reasons or, you know, national security reasons to kind of ban the the app. And you never know, like it could just be a totally tactical thing to ban it. But then if they say, well, mm, it's un-Islamic, then mm. people are more likely to, you know, just follow. So, yeah, it's interesting that the Egypt one specifically said that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Saudi Arabia, where it's a you know a gambling thing, it's like Egypt was just straight up. No, nope, it it doesn't it doesn't jive with with our beliefs. Yeah, so we're never going to see a Pokemon spawned in the ancient library underneath the Sphinx. Yeah. All right. So number five is the nine eleven memorial. Same thing. Uh, it, some of these places are just you know common sense but common sense is uncommon so yeah don't if there's ever one spawned at the 9-11 memorial don't go there and and play pokemon it's it's not okay it's not a a place to play games so uh number four is the tual slang genocide museum Unfortunately, the Tall Slang Genocide Museum was no stranger to be chosen as a hotspot for Pokemon Go players. It was so much of a hotspot due to it being the location of a Pokemon gym 
that Cambodia took it into their own hands and decided to ban the use of Pokemon Go at the Tuol Slang Genocide Museum. And there, the way I understand it, there wasn't a Pokemon gym in the museum because somebody would have had to have, you know, applied for that. Is that what what you're getting out of it? That seems to be the way it works. Yeah, either a player can apply for it, or like a business owner can apply for it. Mm-hmm. What about I don't know if they can just happen. No, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if they can just happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that one of our regulars, Tim, was trying to get a Pokemon gym at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he was going around taking pictures and stuff like that. He was he, he had come in and told me that he had put in something for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Niantic wanted more photos of like what the place was like before they approved it. So it does mm-hmm. seem like there should be some kind of process for that. Yeah, I, I think if I'm remembering correctly that there was a place either right next door or real close. And it's possible, I guess, that uh, maybe the GPS wasn't 100% accurate and there was a Pokemon spawned at the museum. I I can't imagine that Niantic would be like, oh, a genocide museum, great place for a Pokemon gym. So I, I think that's, it was kind of a misstep and that the, you know, then their government's like, nope, can't have that got to make sure you get it out of the uh, genocide museum and back into the gym so yeah uh number three the pentagon another one that should be if you have to tell somebody that it's not okay to spawn pokemon in the pentagon then you've got a bigger Mm -hmm. problem so Pokemon Go has been the creator of certain conspiracy theories and threatening usages worldwide, and it's even made its way to the Pentagon. It's gone so far to the point that the Pentagon has had to ban Pokemon Go due to the potential for foreign cyber attacks. Unfortunately, due to the fact that Pokemon Go has to pinpoint your location in order to decide where you are, these types of threats aren't out of the realm of possibility, so the Pentagon banning Pokemon Go isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, I will sit here and tell you day after day, night after night, government's up to no good. They're doing things that are not okay by its citizens, but by the same token, it's kind of the one of the centers for U.S. intelligence, so it should be obvious that there would be no pictures taken. I mean, I can't believe that in the Pentagon unless you're maybe on a tour, you know, or something like that, that you're even allowed to take pictures inside of. So, yeah. All right. Number two, Russia. Russia really likes to keep a tight grip on its citizens, right? So Russia has been looking to ban Pokemon Go due to religious reasons. So I guess Russian Orthodox christianity would be the main religion there yeah eastern orthodox or russian i don't know what the right term for it is so they've been quoted as saying there is a feeling that the devil came through this mechanism and is simply trying to destroy us spiritually from within there's been several reports of countries banning the app for this reason russia has every right as other countries do to ban the app for this reason but again going with the uh, smoke screen of the religion is maybe a little disingenuous <laughs> maybe a little and then the last one is the Yasaka Jinja shrine and I don't know a whole lot about that but it was number one on the list so I decided to leave it in but yeah re- keep keep your Pokemon out of religious places cemeteries intelligence areas uh, you'll be fine and if you find that you have a uh, Pokemon spawned you know down the street at the uh, chemical weapons lab don't try hmm. and go find it there uh, right, you'll yeah, probably I've... end up in zip ties in a dark corner somewhere where it's cold so yeah, yeah like I was saying I've seen people playing it like by military contractors by um, medical companies 
mm-hmm. like places developing medicines and doing you know really sensitive research yeah i mean sensitive not in that it's classified but like they want to keep that stuff under wraps so they can make their money off of it before right it becomes something where it can be a generic product or whatever they have to try to keep that stuff under wraps or or you know in seattle there are office parks that'll have offices for lots of different places you know including like i said like microsoft stuff like that and there are people just wandering around trying to catch their pokemon Pokemon. yeah it's like what i don't know man it's i almost wonder if people think that because they're there it means it's okay to go there Mm-hmm. Like maybe they think it's been cleared with whoever owns that property that they can go, you know, do whatever it is they need to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And and a lot of the people that are playing, like we're saying, are you know kids or young adults that wouldn't know any better. You know, I mean, a ten year old's not going to think like, oh well, I don't know if I should go there. There could be sensitive intelligence information in there. They're seeing a Pokemon there, and they're like, oh, got to catch them all, dog. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of places don't necessarily mark their buildings super well. Yeah. You know, you don't see a giant sign saying like, hey, we're doing some classified shit in here. Stay away. Right. It's just like, oh, it's just some office building, and it looks like there's a lobby and there's a Pokemon in there, so I'm just going to go check it out. Or or maybe they just wander onto the property without even really looking up to see what the building is or where they're going. They just know, like, oh, there's a sandwich shop over here. This must just be part of the same complex. There has been, I guess, a lot of criticism of Pokemon throughout the years, as seems to follow anything that's super popular. There's always conspiracy theories and, you know, religious people that are going to say that it's evoking demons and stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about, and this is not, going along with uh, the Pokemon Go conspiracy theory. This is just kind of a background on some of the things that Pokemon has, I guess, been accused of. Some U.S. Christian fundamentalist groups believe the Pokemon have a satanic origin. That's right. Pikachu's Mm -hmm. the devil. Specifically after the release (laughs) of the English version of Pokemon Yellow in the United States, the allegations made against Pokemon by these groups were as follows. Pokemon evolve, similar to the metamorphosis of a caterpillar to become a butterfly. Since evolution denies creationism, Pokemon deny some interpretations of the Bible. Pokemon are similar to demons. They can be captured and summoned to perform various actions, for example, cutting a tree, pushing a rock, or lighting up a dark place. Furthermore, according to some in the original English abbreviation, if the phrase gotta catch em all is heard in reverse, or by back masking, it is possible to hear I love Satan or Oh Satan. And I used uh, the software that we used to record and I said gotta catch them all many different times, many different uh, rhythms, you know, different cadence and played them all backwards and I could not hear, uh, you know, back masking is in my opinion in most cases is kind of silly anyway. But yeah. uh, there's there's no I love Satan or, or oh Satan. You would really, really have to have a preconceived notion of what you're listening for to hear that. Other criticisms have come from members of the Jewish community for using the swastika, a symbol of Nazism, in an inappropriate way. Nintendo said it was just a misunderstanding as the swastika or manji oriented counterclockwise in the east represents the sun and has been used as a good luck wish by the Hindu religion for about 2,000 years. In Japan, the swastika is not always associated with Nazism, which used a clockwise swastika as a symbol, but it can indicate a Buddhist temple in the same way as the obelisk, which in the west indicates a church. The manji is present only in the Japanese version of a card of the Pokemon trading card game Koga's Ninja Trick, belonging to the Gym Challenge set. However, some Jewish groups attacked the Japanese versions that arrived in the U.S. through unauthorized imports. Although the Manji had the Rembi 
mm-hmm. pointing in the opposite direction to the Nazi swastika. So I'm guessing the Rembi being the word for those sort of arms that come yeah. out from the symbol. Uh, for this reason, Nintendo discontinued the use of the symbol in the Japanese version. This caused a violent public reaction in Japan for the intolerance shown towards the symbols of the Buddhist religion. And it would be a lot easier to side with the Japanese on this one if they weren't in cahoots with the Nazis in World War II. Pokemon were also attacked in 2001 by Muslims. In Saudi Arabia, which we said earlier it was banned, the card game was criticized for promoting gambling. However, in moderate cultures such as Turkey and Pakistan, there was no threat. Instead, a fatwa, a religious edict issued by a Saudi sheikh, urged Muslims to be careful of the game since it was noted that many cards feature six-pointed stars, a symbol of international Zionism, and the state of Israel. So, Hmm. it's just never going to end with the symbolism. You know, it's like there's a swastika, there's a six-pointed star. I don't know. It, it, it almost seems like it's a publicity stunt to put these out there to kind of gain publicity, whether good or bad, for your game. You know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. The 38th episode of the first series caused 685 epileptic seizures After this incident, Nintendo placed a warning in video games referring to subjects with photosensory epilepsy. And you guys have all seen this on shows, you know, they give the rating and then they say smoking, cussing, you know, sex. And then a lot of them will say, uh, you know, those with epilepsy may be sensitive to flashing lights or, you know, they kind of let you know. It's, I don't think that you know, the creators of the Pokemon series were like, ha ha ha, let's see if we can induce some seizures. It was just probably a, a misstep to not include that the flashing lights may cause a reaction. So, right. And out of the entire world, like the whole right global audience for a property as big as Pokemon. To only yeah. have 685, that's so small. That could be really easily missed right? when you're testing it. You know, it could just be these are the most sensitive people to this type of, you know, sensory overload. Mm-hmm. You know, represent, you know, fractions of fractions of fractions of a percent of the, 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 the total audience. So not to excuse it or whatever, but it's like probably not something that they were doing on purpose. And obviously, you want as many people to watch your show as possible. But I, I do remember this when I was like in high school or whatever. Uh huh. Hearing like, oh, Pokemon like in Japan is crazy. Like it's so much like stuff flashes and whatever, and like people have epilepsy all over the place, but nobody cares. It's just part of the show. It's, you know, it was almost like sensationalized. But it's like, no, they probably they probably don't just want their own like they don't want japanese people to have epileptic right episodes well and to be clear to the best of my knowledge you cannot cause epilepsy through flashing lights you can get a reaction from someone who suffers with epilepsy but it's it's not something as far as we know you know even though we talked about you know, Polybius inciting things on our last episode. Yeah. I I have never heard of a case where uh, someone was like given epilepsy by flashing lights. Right. So that, that, you know, just to be clear on that. So cruelty to animals. Some have compared the original mechanics of Pokemon battles to the outlawed practice of cockfighting. From this point of view, the game is mainly based on the fact that Pokemon trainers must capture and fight wild animals with each other. In addition, potions and other items which are used to heal or improve the ability of the Pokemon during battles are considered on par with drugs and narcotic substances. Some think this incites children to animal cruelty or gambling. However, many fans of the series view the clashes as a friendly competition between two Pokemon teams and their trainers. 
From this point of view, trainers do not force Pokemon to challenge each other at all costs. Although there are territorial Pokemon, their aggression is completely different from that of fighting cocks, which fight until one of them dies. And I don't know. I, I, whenever something is super popular, people are going to reach for everything to try and bring it down, right? Yeah. I mean, I can see some of the parallels if you just say, oh, it's two animals fighting. But I don't think Pokemon Go is a gateway to starting your own cockfighting ring. Right. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. just my opinion. Your kid's going to run out of the house with like a butterfly net and try to catch a raccoon or something to make it fight the neighbor's chihuahua. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, you know, it's just a, a another kind of slap, I think, at Pokemon and its popularity. And, you know, we don't know where all these things came from. Um, it, 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 a lot of this could come from a competitor of Pokemon. You know, they mm. kind of put out their, you know, through one of their channels that, oh, yeah, you know, your kids love Pokemon, but they're teaching them to fight roosters whereas if you play this game it's not going to you know cause you to have a contract epilepsy and get into cockfighting like i don't think there's been a huge uptick in epileptic cockfighting since pokemon came out <laughs> yeah oh but that would be interesting like and in other news today an, an epileptic cockfighting ring has been busted in the pentagon <laughs> So. <laughs> oh my god I think it kind of goes to what you were saying earlier that there's a knee jerk reaction to anything popular a lot of the time like uh, Harry Potter yeah I mean Harry Potter is essentially like an escapist sort of story mm. about a kid living in bad circumstances who suddenly finds out that he's part of literally a more magical world where mm -hmm. he is more important and he gets to escape from his terrible life and like you know you you get to experience this change you know an improvement in somebody's life through these stories mm -hmm. like that's what it's about that's what the first one's about and then they're about you know coming of age and learning responsibility and not you know making assumptions about people and there are all kinds of lessons, but when it got popular, there were a lot of parents who were out there, you know, wringing their hands like, well, this, are they going to start doing magic now? Hmm. Like, that's what this is about. They're teaching how to do magic, right? It's like, no. Because the people who want to ban stuff usually don't know anything about it. Yeah. I kind of did a little experiment in high school, which I might have told you about before, where... Was this there used Steve? To be, I'm just kidding. No. There used to be a website called like FedExFurniture.com or something like that, like back in the internet's infancy. Uh -huh. And this guy was writing about how he had moved and he didn't have any furniture. Like I think his furniture got like delayed or lost or it was on the way or something was happening. But he found out you could just order all of these like shipping supplies from FedEx for free. Mm-hmm. So he was building furniture out of it, and he was showing like how he built a bed, how he built chairs and coffee tables and things like that. So I did something similar with DHL, but I had like all these stickers and stuff. So I decided I bet my high school will react to these, even if there's nothing to them. Because mm -hmm. it was kind of something that we noticed. Like anything that was popular at the school would get banned, no matter what, whether it was having any impact on anything or not. Mm -hmm. you know so I brought in like rolls of these stickers and packets of them and there were these orange ones and it was literally like they said like rush delivery or, or delivery by 11am or whatever you mm -hmm. know like random stuff and you know I, I gave them out to a bunch of people I was like don't tell anybody where you got them and I just slapped one on my shoulder the next guy slapped one on his shoulder and then they just started handing them out and then the girls didn't want the same ones. They wanted different ones. So I brought, I had other ones with me and there were pink ones. It said like Saturday delivery or something. Nice. And they would all put one on like one of their back pockets. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a bunch of guys running around with these orange like delivery stickers on their shoulder and a bunch of girls with uh, Saturday delivery on their butt. Nice. Nothing to it. Just people, you know, I was just handing these out. But a lot of people were looking forward to Saturday. By the by the <laughs> end by the end of the day, they had been banned. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to take them off. They were trying to figure out where they came from. And it was like I think I finally told one of the teachers, I was like, You've you've proven my point. Mm-hmm. People just put stickers on their clothes. That's mm-hmm. it. Like there was nothing else to it. Nobody was doing anything. Nobody was putting them on school property. Nobody was, like, sticking them on the walls or hurting anything. There's no, like, gang thing going on with it. There's no violence. There's no us versus them because of the, you know, the Saturday delivery crew versus the 11 a.m. delivery crew. It's like I literally just had people put random stickers on their clothes, Mm -hmm. and it got banned. Yeah. Like, within six hours. Yeah. Well, we're living in a time where people are just dying to cancel you and everything that you say or do is completely picked apart and taken out of context and used against you and these I don't I guess we'll call them trolls just Mm -hmm. want to bring things down if I say you know what I don't like LeBron James there's going to be a portion of the population out there that is going to take that as I don't like LeBron James because he's black has nothing to do with that. I just don't really care for LeBron James. So people are going to look at that and make it something that it's not. And it's the same thing with any kind of creativity. It seems JK Rowling just wrote a fucking story. Not everything has to be political and racial and demonic and evil sometimes people are just creative and i see it a lot of times even and i have you know i don't have an art degree i don't have an art history degree or anything like that but i see things where they there will be say a a painting right it's eight foot by eight foot square it's all painted white with a red square in the middle and then I hear people are well this uh, symbolizes the destruction of the American family and uh, it, it speaks to the tearing down of the walls that kept the next generation in line with the previous and I'm like shut the fuck up dude it's two squares if you like it cool if you want to pay a hundred thousand dollars for it cool but to me it's just creativity it's not not everything is for a nefarious purpose now if you want to get into government programs and stuff i'll talk with you on that but i don't think that like creativity is being attacked you know it's being picked Mm -hmm. apart and there's accusations for everything and it's i don't know to me it's it's silly final thoughts you want to get out on this one I guess we've kind of veered a little bit away from our original topic of like whether this is being used to spy. Mm -hmm. I think it is totally possible. Yes. I think it is 100% possible. I think it's even likely that if there were a crime committed someplace and they were able to find through metadata that, you know, that there was somebody in the area playing Pokemon Go, I would be, I would not be surprised at all if, you know, the government requested that data from Niantic. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you provide a picture of what this area looked like? Or maybe you somehow caught something from it. You know, it, it depends on whether or not that data is actually collected. If, mm-hmm. it, if there are photos collected or if it's just a metadata sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That could also just prove that there were people in the area at the time. Um, but yeah, I also think there is a lot of potential for either this or an app like this to be used to kind of trick people into volunteering their own information or pictures of their you know private spaces or whatever and and the wording is concerning because basically it's saying that if you accept this app if you accept these conditions then you can play and the conditions include what we heard earlier about we will give your information up 
if need be. So you're agreeing to it by agreeing to download the app, basically. Yeah. Which is something, I mean, most most places are going to do that, but most places are not, like most apps are not recording data like that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that it was created as a spy device, but anything that can be used for evil will be used for evil. Yeah, I've got an employee who kind of self-identifies as a communist. Hmm. And... Well, good. Tell him he can work for $2 an hour and like it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's because she's very young. Yeah. And is in that stage of life where she's still, yeah, where she wants there to be a a solution. Mm -hmm. Not a complex set of compromises and whatever, but like, no, we'll just go to communism. And I was like, you realize communism has given rise to some of the worst atrocities in human history. Right. Right. And it's not because the idea of communism is bad. It's because people in general try to get more and try to move up. And when you Mm -hmm. go with a communist system, you put so much in the control of so few. It Mm -hmm. always, I mean, it's inevitably going to attract the wrong kind of people to be the ones in charge of that stuff. And it's going to just be riddled with corruption. Mm -hmm. There, there's no way to do it. Well, like the, you know, the version of communism that she's looking at is like, oh, we should, a, a society that can do the things the U.S. can do should not have homeless people. True. And in a more basic way of saying it, you know, the broadest shoulders should bear the greatest burden. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it just doesn't work out that way. And even the best systems, the best ideologies, like you're saying, can be used for something nefarious. Yeah, I mean, anything's going to be hijacked. And listen, listeners, if you think you're a communist, contact somebody. Well, I guess you can't in Russia right now, but (laughs) or probably China either, because guess what? They don't get the Internet like you do. Find somebody that has lived in a communist country and ask them what it's like, because, yeah, it's great. Everybody should have a home. Everybody should have a car. But guess what? It's not yours. You don't, just because you live in communism and you have some shit dog apartment that you have to drink a bottle of vodka every night to get through the day, that's not the same thing as everybody, you know, deserving to have a place to stay. It's just not. So that's all we've got for the Pokemon Go conspiracy. Thanks for listening, Crypt Keepers. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. Check out Exploring Evil for true crime and Movie Howl for movie reviews on your favorite podcast platform. Good evening, Crypt Keepers.